What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen. It's coming at you Monday through Friday, every single weekday. So make it a part of your daily routine. Make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, Joe Cronin spoke to the media at Summer League today in two separate press conferences because Joe Cronin's a good dude. He spoke first at length for about 15 minutes about the Damian Lillard trade saga and all of all of the things that go into it. And then afterwards, they had a formal introduction of Matisse Thibel resigns, Jeremy Grant resigns, here's what we're going to do in the future. And I think what came of those two speaking in, I was going to say speaking engagements, but press conferences, I think is the right word to describe a press conference, are are themes. The theme of like, how did the path lead here? Like, how do we end up here where franchise icon has requested a trade? Patience, which has been the theme for Cronin, both publicly and, and sort of as described via Adrian Wojnarowski, who kind of laid out uh, the Blazers plan on ESPN, like, I don't know if that's privately or just like th- through the media. Patience, patience, patience. It's been absolutely the word from Cronin. And it continues to be that. And then uh, kind of the last theme was a resolution. And in some ways, like whether the Blazers owe it to Dame to send him to the place he wants to go with the understanding that he only wants to go one place and it's to play for the Miami Heat next season. So let's run through the themes and kind of figure out um, you know, through Cronin's own words, figure out how we got here and where we're going. First, Joe Cronin said that building around Damian Lord has always been the goal all the way through the draft, even on draft night. I don't know if I really believe that. He was asked kind of that if, if he'd been preaching since he took over, build around Dame, build around Dame, build around Dame, build around Dame, what changed? And and he he went on a long-winded answer about how on draft night, you know, the, the first year they, they had the seventh pick and the, like the deals weren't really there on draft night for them. They thought Shaden Sharp would be more valuable who they tra- than the, who they trade for. Same thing when they had the third overall pick. They thought Scoot Henderson would be more valuable who they trade for and they got to do right by the organization. And frankly, that's that's totally like correct, right? Cronin's job, to some extent, I think, is to, like um, is not just to make Damian Lillard happy. I mean, you could argue he was the franchise when Joe Cronin took over the job, but like, it's to sort of build for the larger holistic health of the organization. I think he's done um, a pretty a pretty good job of that. Um, as much as maybe this situation is messy and ugly, and and Cronin certainly deserves blame for how we got to the messy and ugly portion of the program. I don't know if it's ugly. It's messy. I don't think it's that ugly, actually. I, I'm going to I'm gonna remove the word ugly. Please redact that from earlier in the podcast. But it's messy. It's a little messy because, like, we're talking about this at Summer League and not about the future of the Blazers. Uh, but, like, Cronin has a hand in how messy it, it's been. But I, I think for the most part, he's done a good job of building to what's next. It's just his words haven't lined up with what he's been doing. He said, oh, we're going to go we're all in and do all, make all these trades and make these moves and build around Dame. But he's not been taking those actions. His actions haven't backed up that word, those words. And he continued in this sort of long-winded explanation. He said, so it wasn't necessarily intentional. It was just doing what's best for this team. And we kept doing that. And I could see why Dame would look at it and say, well, this isn't a win-now opportunity as much as, or this isn't as much of a win-now opportunity as some other places. So from that regard, I mean, I understand his position and I respect it. And it makes sense to me why he would go look elsewhere. It's pretty honest from Cronin. Um, 
I think sometimes, often in Cronin's public pressers, um, his where he has run up against to like this dude is lying is um, is sort of this hey we we want to win stuff. But in terms of like the way he feels and treats people, I don't think he BSs in that regard. And saying that he understands why Dame would be frustrated with the moves he made is a pretty like pretty reasonable and honest take. And I like I don't know that you typically hear executives give that type of nuanced thought. Um, credit to him for that. In general, I don't think Joe Cronin has a strong record of backing up. Um, of his uh, back, of his actions backing up his words, but in this case, this is like this is like a, a, a legitimately thoughtful response. M- much later in the presser, maybe ten minutes later in the press conference, he was asked if he felt like he failed Dame, or he like let him down, and and he, he gave a real another thoughtful response. But I think baked into that is something that I think really kind of goes into the how we got here, which is what I want to touch on, uh, which is kind of the theme of this first segment. Jonan, Jonan. <laughs> it's late at night. Uh, Cronin, Joe Cronin says the following. I don't feel that I did everything because I wasn't able to get done what we had hoped to get done. The effort being there, which it was, that's one thing, but actually following through and getting the result is a whole nother. And to that extent, I do feel like I failed Dame. Our goal was always to build around him and to be as high level as possible, as quickly as possible. And whether even internally, if we thought, well, hey, we're going in the right direction here, we can get there pretty quickly. If he didn't feel that, it was still a failure on my end in just not finding that right deal. And that's kind of the theme from Cronin, right? Is that that, that he, they were never going to be players in free agency. It was always going to be through the draft or through, through, trades around the draft and on draft nights it wasn't really there for him and so then it was going to be other trades to upgrade the roster but when he says our goal was always to build around him to be as high level as possible as quickly as possible I don't buy that for one second I do not buy that for one second I think what Joe Cronin wanted to do was to was to go was to rebuild this thing like most of his steps have been in that direction you know I I don't think the use of Nurkic contract is in that direction I don't think the Jeremy Grant contract that he just signed you know two days ago is in that direction but most of the other moves have been cost cutting and youngster adding the Norman Powell Rocco deal was just straight up salary dump and maybe you're not going to get much value for those two gentlemen but you could probably find someone else that is able to contribute at a higher level into the future than what they got. The ghost of Eric Bledsoe's contract, a flyer on Justice Winslow and Keon Johnson. Those aren't guys that, that's not a build as high level as possible, quickly as possible type of move. And then with the Josh Hart trade at the deadline this year, that's a good trade. It's a legitimately good trade. I think trading Josh Hart for the 23rd pick in the NBA draft, or at the time it was just a you know a first-round pick, lottery-protected first-round pick, that's like a good deal from a Knicks team that's going to make the playoffs. You're going to get somewhere between like 17 and 24. They're, you know, 17 and 28 maybe if the Knicks really got hot and finished with the third-best record in the, in, in the NBA. But like, yeah, somewhere in that late teens, early 20s, ended up with 23. That's a good trade. But it is not a trade to build around Damian Lillard as as and be as high level as possible, as quickly as possible. It's a deal to get a rookie, and to build slowly, and to move forward in a rebuild. It is not to do that thing. So, I do trust, or I trust is not the right word. It doesn't matter if I trust him. I do believe Cronin when he says that he feels like he failed Dame and let Dame down. 
But my read on it, and as much as I know, I, I've spent a lot of time and a lot of energy thinking about how the Blazers got here. My read on it is that Cronin wanted to go this direction all, all the time. I said that in a previous episode uh, when I did a, a uh, segment about who deserves blame. I, it kind of feels like Joe Cronin wanted to go this way the whole time. He couldn't outright do it because of some organizational goals, but he, he took mostly steps in this direction. I don't buy that they wanted to be as high level as possible, as quickly as possible, because they didn't try to do that. What they did is build a really nice foundation for a rebuild. I think Scoot Henderson is going to be really good. I think Shane Sharp has a chance to be really good. I think Avery Simons is 24 and has a chance to be really good. Um, you know, like entering his physical prime over the next three seasons while the Blazers have him under contract. That's, that's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. But it is not the win now with Dame plan that he has said from the beginning and kind of said that, though that was our goal the whole time. Is it just that the deals weren't there and he could continuously not get it done? I don't really buy that. I do buy on draft night. It wasn't worth trading the picks once you got into the conversations about what the picks were going to get you back. But the moves, all of the other sort of ancillary moves, basically other than trading for Jeremy Grant, are moves to get younger. They're moves to get younger. And that might be the right thing. That that's like legitimately is probably the correct path for Joe Cronin to take. I've been saying a bunch in this show that he had to choose a path. Joe Cronin did choose a path. And now, and now, Joe, choose that path and say it with your chest. You know what you did. You did a good job at it. Just go ahead and just go ahead and walk that path. But he doesn't want to do it. Because he wants to, he wants to get fair return for trading Damian Lillard. Because if you trade away a franchise icon and get peanuts, you're going to be remembered as the dude who got peanuts. So Joe Cronin is preaching patience. As I hit my plosives here, patience is the word from Joe Cronin. Patience, patience, patience. Let's talk about what that looks like in the second segment. But before we do that, I want to tell you that this show is brought to you by Ibotta. Look, you're going to buy stuff this summer. That's how this works. You're going to buy things. So why not get a little bit back for all the stuff you're going to buy with while using Ibotta? Because Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire grocery trip. It could uh, You could use that cash back to upgrade a flight. You could use that cash back to buy tickets to the game you want to go to. You could take yourself out to a fancy dinner. Other apps are going to give you points that just like don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account or send it to your PayPal account or even just get a gift card if that's the way you want to do it. You can earn cash back at hundreds of online brand retailers too. So why not check out Ibotta and go to places like Lowe's and Macy's and Sephora and Best Buy and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering my listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta and using the code LOCKED when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play, download the free Ibotta app and use that code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use that code LOCKED. All right. Joe Cronin has been talking about patience and getting this right from the moment on July 2nd when Damian Lillard said, trade me. And then it became clear that trade me meant trade me to the Miami Heat. Joe Cronin at 
as 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 talked about being being patient, uh, whether it has been through statements he's he's issued or um, the ex- explainer that Adrian Wojnarowski wrote in on ESPN that basically load, laid out Joe Cronin's personal thinking or like personal franchise approach to things. Patience is is the is absolutely the word for Cronin. He was asked at the presser. This is this pre- this press conference took place Monday, July tenth in Las Vegas at Summer League at the Thomas and Mack Center, um, and uh, and you're listening to uh, Tuesday, July eleventh show. And so yesterday, Joe Cronin was asked, like, if you know he's seen other stars ask for trades around the league. It's kind of the the way the NBA works now is that uh, star players don't move in free agency they move via trade request it is a weird world and the blazers are now part of this weird world so cronin gets asked like what have you learned from other teams and he and he and he give he gave a long response about how the teams who have been the most patient and haven't been sort of over eager and haven't been um you know haven't jumped at getting something done and getting out of the situation have been the most successful to me that says Daryl Morey one time wanted to trade for James Harden and then held a player hostage and then ended up trading for James Harden he did a good job that was a well well done um to some extent the Phoenix Suns who were who were known to be star hunting you know what they did they waited and waited and waited and then cashed in every chip possible to build an incredibly expensive but very talented team with Kevin Durant and then later Bradley Beal Patience mattered. The Suns waited until the deal was there and then put all of their chips in there. This is the the Blazers are like the reverse of this. They're the they're the Brooklyn Nets rather, which is like they didn't trade uh, Kevin Durant when the trade offer wasn't as good. They waited until it could be Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges and every single pick you got and let's go ahead and get it. Um, it it's it's the patience, as Joe Cronin said, noted from watching his peers around the league, has been the the key. He says so. I think that's how my approach has been with this and will be with this. We're going to be patient. We're going to do what's best for our team and we're going to see how this lands. And if it takes months, it takes months. And that's going to be the headline you see everywhere with this. That is the headline you're going to see everywhere. That's the title of this episode that you're listening to right now is that the Blazers are willing to wait months Months is the season. It is July 11th as you are listening to this program, or if you're really, um, if you're really excited and you live on the West Coast, you're listening to this on the evening of July 10th, because the audio comes out a little bit early. Because I love y'all. That's a that's a secret for if, if you don't know. The audio does come out a little bit early. Video, you gotta wait. Months is October. Months is the start of the year, which starts, you know, the middle of October, typically the 20, the 15th to the 25th um, is, is right when opening night typically lands these days. Months is bringing Damian Lillard into training camp. Months is Dame starting the season on the Blazers roster. Months could mean much deeper than that. Months is, is the year. Months is Dame having to decide whether he plays under weird mini protest or sits out which I do not think Damian Lord is wired to do that would be so odd if one of the great blazers of all time sat out his final to end his final season with the blazers does Joe Cronin want to walk that path I don't know I sincerely doubt it if I had to guess but he's certainly saying it and to me this is I'm going to say 
based on Cronin's actions in the past, I just straight up don't believe this. <laughs> you can choose to believe it. Like, I'm talking for me, myself, for Mike. Mike doesn't really believe this. I, I, I'm not even with like, not even saying this with like, I've heard whispers. I just straight up don't believe it based on the, based on the tea leaves. What I read from this comment is, is Joe Cronin saying, I am not going to be fleeced. I am not going to get punked. I will trade Damian Lillard where he wants to go and more on that to close the show, but I'm not going to do it now because I have to, because I don't feel like I do. There is a time when it might feel like he does have to, when training camp's about to open in the middle of September or late September, and it's like, okay, do we really want us to have a media day with Damian Lillard here? Like, he can avoid the press all summer if he wants to. Um, Dame can also just, like, he's got a lot of connections to the media. He can he can hop on anyone's uh, television show or podcast as needed. Dame, if you do want to come on Lockdown Blazers, you know where to find me. Um, like, I just don't think he's willing to wait months. I do not think this situation goes into a strange hostage situation. You might say it's in a hostage situation right now because Damian Lord is holding the franchise hostage by saying, I only want to be traded to the, to the Miami Heat. And to some extent, you are totally right. You are totally right. And Dame has been putting public pressure on the Blazers all summer, clearly frustrated with their direction and clearly kind of like soft bullying them in the press and he didn't even get what he wanted in the end they didn't do the thing he wanted in fact that's why we're ended up in the trade request thing because the soft bullying didn't work time to do the full-on bullying uh before you were just getting dangled over the toilet now you're getting the full-on swirly i don't think i don't think joe Cronin's getting a swirly also he's bald he can't swirly a bald guy i just I do think there is reason to be patient because one, uh, Miami Heat first round pick Jaime Jaquez can't even be traded until the end of July. So even if you agree to a framework of the deal, say July 11th, Tuesday morning in Vegas, you can't finish the deal. The deal can't be completed until, uh, until the end of the month. So perhaps you don't really finalize it and leak it to the folks you leak it to until a little and weeks later. If there is a framework of the deal, which would be easy to hash out, because if I know what the Miami Heat have to offer, you better believe Joe Cronin, someone who worked as a player personnel coordinator for an NBA team for a decade, like literally cut his teeth doing this type of thing, um, and is now the the freaking general manager of the Trailblazers. He knows what the deal is too. Pat Riley knows what the deal looks like. The, everybody does. It's it is. It does, it's not going to take much if the Blazers want to play ball with the Miami Heat. But Cronin doesn't need to play ball right now. And if the Heat feel like they have some leverage, the way to make them feel like they don't have leverage is to say we're willing to wait. Is to say, cool, I saw how it worked for Brooklyn. I saw how it worked for Daryl Morey and, and, and Philadelphia. Like, Brooklyn got what they wanted for Kevin Durant. Daryl Morey got what he wanted for Ben Simmons. Like he got the exact guy he wanted. Patience has, has been rewarded recently in the league, and I am willing to do that. It's a little bit different because Damian Lillard's like place in the Blazers organization and all that. But Cronin has said a bunch of times that, um, you know, he would he wants Dame on the roster and wants him to be here. Even this year, um, wants him to be here. He was asked about it, and he said, like, he wouldn't rule out... 
Dame returning because the league moves quickly. And I think there is a world in which the Kevin Durant scenario happens. The trade doesn't get finalized this summer. And, and, uh, Publicly, Damian Lord says, just kidding, I've rescinded my trade request and I plan to move forward. And then they do the Kevin Durant thing where they work out a trade in February. I think that is very unlikely to happen, but I don't think it's like a there is a non-zero chance that they go in that direction. The question is, what are the are the Heat willing to wait out the bluff of patience, the bluff of months and months? We shall see. But patience has been the buzzword. For the first time at this press conference, Joe Cronin acknowledged that he wants to do right by Dame, and that is meaningful to him, and he mentioned his track record of doing right by former players. Can you do both? We shall see. Join me in that third segment, and we'll talk about what both patience and doing right by Dame looks like. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. So, Joe Cronin wants to be patient, and I believe him when he when he says it because it's July 10th. He's it's um, you know this is playing out in public, and he is saying I am willing to wait. But he also noted that you know he that he wants to do right by Dame, and doing right by Dame means acquiescing his very specific request: trade me to the Miami Heat and only the Miami Heat. Well, that seems simple enough, right? If you want to do right by Dame and he only wants to go one place, you trade him to South Beach. I don't think they play. I don't think South Beach is where they play, but uh, they trade him to South Florida. You trade him to, my, the, you trade him to the Heat. Joe Cronin said when asked about kind of doing, treating this franchise icon, you know, acquiescing or, you know, um, giving, giving into Dame's, I don't know if demands is the right thing. It is a demand, but it's like, Sending him where he wants to go is maybe the the language that I'm going to use here. Cronin says, what the rest of his career looks like matters to us, and we care about that. At the same time, we have to do what's best for us, and we've got to find the right deal and find the right makeup of the team that we're going to go forward with. So you hope that you can find that perfect situation where that lines up and he goes to a place that he wants to and you get the best place, the best return possible. It's complicated, and it usually doesn't work out like that. And what he mentioned, Cronin mentioned, and I think this is important, was he mentioned that when trading C.J. McCollum, they worked out a place he wanted to go. And when trading Josh Hart, they worked out a place he, that he would wanted to go. Wasn't just going to trade them to Nowheresville and get the best return. He was going to say, well, let's find something that works for both sides. And I believe, and I've said it as much in this podcast, I believe the Blazers will trade Damian Lillard to the Miami Heat. Eventually, I, 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 I am... Very, very, very confident that that's how this ends. I don't know why I said very four times there. I'm, I'm single very confident that this is how this ends. He goes straight to the Miami Heat. I think that's, that's how this ends. I think Joe Cronin's saying that that's how it ends. He also mentioned in that same response that it's hard to, to, it is hard to fulfill the wishes of someone who wants to be traded when there's only one destination. But he he answered something else. And this is important. He answered something else. And I I think this all ties back into where we are. He was asked about filling out the rest of the roster. It's like, this roster is incredibly young. And you only have 11 players under contract. And we're inching towards the middle of July. What what are you doing? Like, 
what's up? And he's like, you know, we talked to free agents in, in, in a little bit. We weren't going to be big players in free agency, but we've talked to free agents a little bit. But, you know, some free agents, they, they just can't wait for us. And when the Damian Lord stuff happened, when Dame requested a trade, uh, Cronin said that he kind of put the rest of the roster building on pause. You know, he was, you know, his hand was forced because Matisse Thibault was restricted free agent. But it's like he put the rest of the roster building on pause. He wasn't going to add, fill out the rest of the roster. And one of the reasons he did that is because the framework of a deal, the most likely deal, and he mentioned this in the response, is a three for one return. That means you trade Damian Lord and you get three players back to me. That reads like someone who knows he's going to do it this summer and is setting up the roster in order to be filled out by Duncan Robinson and Jaime Jaquez and Nikolajovic. And whenever the Heat decide to put in all of the things they can put into the pot, he is willing to play ball. I don't believe the months, the months and months. I don't really believe, I do believe doing the doing right by Dame stuff. But I believe patience means I'm willing to wait for Miami to realize that their roster construction depends on Dame and our future depends on them adding everything into the mix and finding a suitor that is willing to give up a somewhat palatable first round pick for Tyler Hero. Can you find a suitor that gives a somewhat palatable first round pick and not like a super protected 2029 pick? If the Blazers get the max that he can trade right now is a 2024 pick unprotected, 2028 and 2030. 2028 and 2030 picks from the Miami Heat are appealing. I like those picks, but that's seven years from now. That's like a ninth grader and a seventh grader. That that doesn't even like it. It's like you could say that doesn't line up with Scoot's timeline. It doesn't line up with the reality of the NBA. Joe Cronin is relatively unlikely to make either of those selections, just like based on how jobs work in the league. I will not be hosting this podcast when the 2028 draft rolls around. If I am, go ahead and shoot me this one, July 11th, 2023, that episode. Go ahead and shoot me that one. I would love to see it. Like, those picks are appealing because Jimmy Butler's 33 and Damian Lord's 33 and Pat Riley's going to have to retire at some point. And, and like, the Heat, um, while they've mostly been very good during their um entire existence it's not like they've never it's not like they haven't even under Spo. they've missed the playoffs a handful of times recently three times recently like it happens they have years when they're in the lottery and like if you get the 11th pick in the draft that that's a good trade right like at some point but 11th pick in the draft in 2030 is not particularly appealing 2024 pick from the heat's gonna stink that's gonna be the 26th pick in the draft like 25th pick in the draft whatever it is it's gonna be deep that's not particularly appealing so this all depends on finding the right Finding the, you know, Adrian Wojnarowski has reported that there is, a, there have been executives that are saying they're willing to give up a first round pick and potentially more for Tyler Hero. And that's the crux of this whole summer. If they're willing to do that, the Blazers can get this done in 48 hours whenever they choose to do so. And the Miami Heat can do, can do the same if they're willing to give up, um, you know, if they're willing to give up what all of the things they can give up, which is the picks and the swaps and the, and, and all of that, right? If if they play ball, the, I'm sure the Blazers will. This just a, a in some ways a game of chicken. Who is going to be end up more desperate? Cronin knows that he doesn't have to do it because his team's not going to be very good anyways, and they don't want to be very good anyways. They want to be young. He has a little more leverage to be bad. 
but does he have leverage to bring Dame into camp? Is he really willing to wait months and months? I don't think Dame would sit out, but I do think it would be really awkward, particularly the first little bits. Um, and also, it just, I have mentioned this before, it just stymies the development of the youngsters. Like, what... If you're if you're gonna boot, build forward with Scoot and Shaden Sharp, why limit their minutes? If Dame's there, he's gonna play thirty some minutes a night. Like even if you say, okay, you're not gonna play thirty six, he's gonna play thirty one. Like he's, if he's there, he's gonna play. That's how it works. I don't imagine a, a Anthony Davis scenario where he plays like once a week or whatever it is. I I just can't imagine that that's how that goes. So if Cronin wants to be patient. Being patient is waiting for Miami, waiting for them to find the deal that works. And But if he wants to do right by Dame, there's one thing that Dame wants him to do. And if that matters, and if Joe Cronin mentioned that that matters to him and it matters to the organization, you know, maybe you can find a world in which Dame is okay with going to Philly and in some sort of monster deal, the Blazers and James Harden uh, get involved in the James Harden deal. James Harden goes to the Clippers where he wants to go. Dame goes to Philly. Tyrese Maxey goes to a third team and the Blazers get back a whole bunch of assets from everybody involved. Hey, give us all your stuff because we're the team just getting stuff. Joe Cronin mentioned that a trade for Damian Lillard, like the sort of the framework of a good trade would be a win now player in picks, a couple young players in picks or just picks. That sounds like someone who just wants the best return. He doesn't want, he will not be bullied by the Heat to get two of their first deep first round picks and Kyle Lowry's expiring contract. He doesn't want to do it. He wants to be patient until the Heat push all their chips in. That is my 100% read on this. If he wants to do right by Dame and he wants to be patient, you are waiting for the Heat to do what they can do, which is put their biggest offer forward. And once they do that, do it at 9 a.m., Deal's done by 3.30. We can all go home. I commend Joe Cronin for addressing this publicly. He did not need to do this. But the moment he had already acknowledged that Damian Lord made a trade request with a couple public comments, he had to, he wasn't going to be able to avoid it. And I commend him for saying, okay, let's do 15 minutes on Dame. Let's talk about this with no, nobody in the room. I'll, I'll answer whatever you want to answer. But to me, he... He revealed the plan and the and the resolution. He's going to be patient until it's there, and the resolution he's going to do right by Dame. I'm wrong about stuff all the time. I'll be happy to be wrong about this. You know where to find me, wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Tell your friends about the show. Come back tomorrow. We'll do more of them. We do them every day of the week, Monday through every weekday, Monday through Friday. Tell your friends about the program. I appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon. <laughs>